With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Visa Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM, Femi Abebefe, alongside Michael Lombardi, still out on the road, but up and at it early with us here on the Lombardi Line. Michael, we've gone from sweet to elite. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure we're elite, but it's sweet. I mean, it's good, right? I, I mean, you know, look, Alabama, wow. I mean, Brendan Miller, oh, my God. I mean, if you were to tell me before the game he's going one for 10 from the three-point line, three for 18 from the field, Mm -hmm. six turnovers, oh, my gosh. You know, give credit to Dutcher. I mean, the San Diego State took away the best player on the court, and they did it convincingly, and they deserved to win. So I texted Stormy last night. I mean, I'm not sure she was sober when I texted her because she was so happy. (laughs) She said that. She tweeted. She's like, I don't even know how to feel about any of this here with San Diego State. They've always hit their head on the ceiling of the Sweet 16, and now they find themselves in the Elite Eight. We'll get into that game just a bit, but I want to set the table for today's show, though. A fun two hours that we have on deck for the Lombardi line. Coming up, we got our buddy Tim Murray, VEASAN host of VEASAN Primetime and the College Basketball Betting Podcast will join us in 30 minutes, breaking down last night's action in the Sweet 16 and looking ahead at tonight's Elite Eight games. Then at 8.15, Wes Reynolds, host of VEASAN tonight and also a contributor to the College Basketball Betting Podcast, one of the sharpest minds in the network and in the entire betting space, will discuss who he thinks will win the entire thing. Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata, will join us In 90 minutes, TG will give us insights on how folks are betting tonight's big games. As usual, make sure to tweet at us, at MLombardiNFL, at Femi Abebefe, at VEASAN Live is where you can find the show here. Michael, it's crazy because we saw history. You mentioned Alabama, also Houston. This is the first time since 1979 when tournament seeding began that we have no number one seed in the Elite Eight. It's really amazing, you know, and we said all year, you know, that there wasn't an elite team in this, that anybody could win it. And, you know, usually when you say that, the 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 the, the, the dominant teams show up, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the case. I mean, how much in, Mar- in February were we talking about this? Could Anybody could win this tournament. And it needed certain ingredients. It needed point guard play, Miami. It needed guard play, Miami. It needed defensive play, you, you know, and it needed some – elite players to step up and make plays Norwell. So to me, it's a surprise on one hand, but on the other, it's not. I mean, we have talked about it, but to think Alabama was going to lose when their best player played as poorly as he did, you know, to think that, you know, Princeton was going to be Creighton. None of us really felt that, but there's so many upsets along the way. It was, it's just, you know, as we've said, this is anybody's game. Now I'm not sure it's anybody's game. I think the, the best teams, I think the Texas, the the Yukons, the you know, the K States. I, I think they have endured enough to be able to get there. Yeah, I, I like the, the point that you brought up because I tweeted that same thing that hey, we've all been talking about how there's no great team. This should not be surprising. It's one of the reasons why for my bracket, and the, it's just a for fun bracket, but I had Creighton, Arkansas, Michigan State, and Houston as my final four. And the reason why I did that is because this is gonna be crazy. So let me get crazy. If you go yeah. chalk, this is not gonna go well for you because these teams who are at the top, 
aren't really the typical number one, number two caliber seeds. These are more like four or five seeds, but somebody has to be a one or a two seed. So those are the teams that ended up filling those slots. You know, I think that's right. You know, and look at Michigan State, as, as Matt Human said the other day, Michigan State did not look like a an, a, an elite eight team. And, you know, they're a, a, a fingertip away from being an elite eight team, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's right. I, I think the, the seeding is they have the same numbers as the years past, but they're not the same kind of teams. And I think that's what we see because of the one and dones and because there's a lot of teams that just can't get their programs going because guys are the portal and teams are, I mean, this is the future of college basketball. We're going to continue to see this and the stories of San Diego state, Florida Atlantic of them emerging teams that can keep their team together, have a huge advantage moving forward. It it really gives you a, a chance to develop and grow. So yeah, I mean, this is fun. And, uh, I, I wonder Femi, how many people, I'm sure there's somebody, you know, we'll get some better out there that has the perfect bracket. I'm sure they'll tweet it out, you know, because all the betters that tweet only their wins out to me are the worst betters of all, right? You know, nothing drives me crazy yeah. more than going to Twitter and saying, well, I hit five out of five, you know, and what about the last three weeks we haven't heard from you? You know, like, where have you been? Have you been, do you disappeared? I mean, when you yeah. just showed up all of a sudden, you well, know, they, they stopped betting and then they, they knew yeah, to they, continue to bet when they were going to win. I was seven of six last night. Here's my bets. Come follow me on Twitter. Okay, great. We'll follow you on Twitter. No problem. I mean, we, we know you're going to disappear for six weeks, you know, it's geniuses with a racer, but I, I mean, how many do you think is there anybody in the, in the world? Let's just put the world. Is there anybody who has a perfect bracket? No, uh, that that actually went out the window when Purdue lost. It, it, so we we got rid of all the perfect brackets like r- right on the second day of the tournament. I believe like all the publications that have the bracket challenges and all that stuff, they all said there are now zero perfect brackets remaining, and that was just in the first round. So once oh once once Purdue lost, there's no perfect bracket. Now I'm sure there are some people who have the Final Four still intact. And kudos to those people. If you had an FAU or a K State making it all, I mean, once we get to those, oh, we know Will Hill has. We know Will Hill has Florida Atlantic. He we hear about that well, all the time. Well, so shout, we'll know that. Shout out to Will Hill though, because he gave me the under on San Diego State Alabama a few days ago when the game when we realized that this was going to be the matchup. What did it, cl- it closed at one thirty eight, so yeah, it, it went under one, even. So, a- so yeah, so it went under, and yeah, and, and, but it was a sweat though. It was because Alabama kept fouling at the end. And I was like, I was like, I was texting back and forth with Will. I was like, watch when Alabama misses a three-pointer and then fouls down seven. And of course it did that. But then luckily the San Diego State kid missed both free throws. And then Alabama then on the other end missed their shot. And then they didn't foul. So we got that under home. And also shout out to our guy who we had on yesterday, Michael Calbreeze of the Action Network. He was on San Diego State on the money line. I tailed him on that. I both Will and I we were texting back and forth. I asked Will. I said, "Hey, do you think that San Diego State's going to win this game? Like, what, like, what are we? How are we feeling about this? Are they live?" And we both came to the conclusion that let's put a little bit of something on the Aztecs on the money line. So we were happy with the result. They, you two are partnering up. Yeah, I mean, you can become a syndicate. I mean, you two should become <laughs> a syndicate. I mean, you know, you two both can play your Tua tickets together. He's a huge Tua fan too. Oh yeah, yeah he's, you can he's play your Justin Fields. You can j- play your Justin Fields tickets with him. I didn't realize you had a new partner. I'm, I'm a little jealous here now. Well, I think we it's can, awesome. We can make it That's a three awesome. way. We can make it a three way. T- no, group no chat. I'm not going down the Tua the Fields road. You two go along without me. I'll be all right. I'll, I'll carry my books home from school. Hey, but I think what was important. We talked about it yesterday with. Frazier too was the mm-hmm. correlation betting you know if you're going to take the seven and a half with San Diego State take the under because if they're yeah. going to win it they're, they're going to keep it they're going to play their style and by that first half my lord did they play their style I mean they did not let Alabama do what Alabama wanted to do and you know I, I wonder for all the hardships that Alabama went through self-inflicted by the way yep you know dealing with the the off the field incidents and not really responding Nate Oates to it in the correct way you, you know, you just wonder at some point we kept saying all year it was going to affect them. I don't know if it affected them in this game, but certainly it affected Brandon Miller. The San Diego Aztecs defense really did. And I was was curious with Alabama. It's like, what is this team going to look like when a game gets tight and it's in the tournament? Are they going to be able to find that composure and grind out a victory? Because the first two rounds, they were blowing teams out. And it's like, OK, you can kind of feel comfortable and not feel the pressures of one and done like the tournament is. And we saw, I mean, look at what they shot from three. They were three of 27. That's 11% from beyond the arc. Well, and this, we, this we, is the team that chucks up knew, a bunch of threes. 
But we knew San Diego State was going to take away. What, that's what great coaches do. That's what we talked about yesterday. You know, great coaches make you play left-handed. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you when you have four days to, Mike Calabrese talked about Dutcher with four days to prepare to get his team ready. This is what I love about the tournament that I don't see enough in pro football or even in college football. The way the college basketball coaches set up the game to where the other opponent has to play left-handed. Now, you know, it's a little harder in football, but it's doable. And if you do that, what Belichick does, the the simple way of doing it is make the team play left-handed. Take away what they want to do, and you've got a better chance at winning. That's what, to me, the tournament's all about. Alabama was not the only number one seed to go down yesterday. We saw Houston lose to Miami, and it felt like any time Houston got it close, Miami would go on another run there. The Hurricanes win at 89-75, and I was texting back and forth with Adam Burke, VEASAN analyst and contributor, uh, when we were watching the game. I said, God, Houston cannot stop their dribble penetration. It, it almost feels like Houston, I don't know if they were their metrics and their numbers were uplifted by playing in the American Conference, but they were touted as one of the best defensive teams in the country, like I think top three according to all the efficiency numbers, and the guards of, Al- of Miami just kind of had their way. Larinaga is amazing, isn't he? What a great coach. I mean, what a great program. It gets the kid from Kansas State to come in there, gets him out of their locker, your locker room. And think about if Kansas State was able to retain him, you know, and and how good they would be. So for me, you know, we talked about this yesterday with Tate Frazier. I, I mean, this guy is a really good coach, and that's why I asked the question. I asked it about Patino to Vinny, and I asked it about, you know, really about this. How do you – what coaches get a point or point and a half or somewhere in this tournament? And I think Laranega certainly is one of those guys that qualifies. I mean, you take George Mason to a Final Four, you know, you're pretty impressive. Yeah, and and they were right in this spot just a year ago in the Elite Eight against Kansas, who went on to win the title. We'll see if they can go ahead and beat Texas. That's a fun game. Oh, that's going to be – I mean, afternoon. I think that's the UConn, Gonzaga, Texas, Miami, those, to me, those are Final Four games, yeah. I, I think. They're going to be great. Not that FAU and Kansas State won't be because, you know, to, to see Norwell on the court at Madison Square Garden in his home city mm-hmm. – you know, to feel the electricity in the air there. That's going to be great. And and Florida Atlantic, what a great story. But to me, those are four really, those are four teams that could represent the, I think they're, they're playing their best as right now. And to put a bow on all of this, the top 13 most bet teams to win the title over at BetMGM have now all been eliminated. Yeah. It just shows you, no, as they say in The Sopranos, nobody knows nothing. And nobody knows nothing. That's right. Nobody knows nothing. I mean, we just don't know. We I mean, do it's know. a guess. Yeah, well, you know? it's a guess. Maybe this year ends up being Gonzaga's year. Maybe it's UConn's year to get back to the top. Yeah, Maybe I'm it's not going to get surprised. Maybe it's FAU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we will not be able to live with Will Hill if it's FAU. He will be. <laughs> he'll be having the batter down. He'll be like George Costanza taking the trophy around. We see you, Will Hill. We'll be back with more Lombardi line on the other side. <laughs> The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets or where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. Hanging was, out. was there any was there any truth to the rumor you were at Odell last Adele last night? Is there any truth to that to the final show? <laughs> I, I was not. I, I, I was just not got a Adele. video. I just got a video clip from my wife who was at the concert last night with my daughter in law. I thought maybe she said she ran into you. I don't know. Were you there? <laughs> I, I did not run into Millie. Oh, were you at Taylor Swift? Were you at Taylor Swift? No, I told you my significant other. She was at Taylor Swift last oh. night so uh I, I did not go to that i was at home alone i was watching uh watching the basketball i actually ordered some uber eats you know as guys you know like when, like when the significant other goes away you just get lazy you go back to the bachelor you lifestyle Ke- you turn into kevin from home alone you <laughs> yeah. have like a big bowl of ice cream you watch you know what's that filthy animal movie you know <laughs> yep you know <laughs> home alone yeah home alone you're perfect it's, there's nothing better i don't mean to put this particular fast food establishment on blast but I don't know if you've seen Burger King. They have like the the patty melt thing or whatever they got going on or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I've seen so many of these ads. Let me try one. I'll, I'll, I'll Uber Eats it. Let's see what this is like. And of course, on the commercial, it looks fantastic. And it has a golden brown toast and all this stuff. And I order it. And it comes here. I I bleep you not. It looked like it was damn Wonder Bread. I was like, did they even uh, like melt this thing? Like, what's going on? So look, shout I out to them. That's how my I gotta, night was. <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, the experiment of driving across the country because I have two neurotic dogs mm-hmm. that, that will not fly. Uh, and so, which I don't mind, we, exp- you know, you get to experience the Matt Humans lifestyle, right? You get to go through <laughs> drive throughs and eat lunch, you know, out of your car. You know, nothing wrong with it. I love Matt Humans, and he's the expert of it. But I did the chicken sandwich experiment that Matt Humans did years ago. I don't know mm-hmm. if you were with the network at the time, but you know there was the rage that Popeye had the best chicken sandwich oh, yeah. of all time. And then Matty Humans, you know, this is what I love about Matt Humans. He's not afraid to take a, a separate stance. Like he will, uh-huh. he will come out against the general public. He will show moral courage. And uh, he said, no, it's not good enough. And I got to tell you, Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich, 10 times better than the Popeye sandwich, Ooh, 10 go, times you, better. You go 10 times. And I agree with you that not Chick-fil-A even close. is better. Not but... even close. Now, wow. now I don't want to get, I, I'm not a fast food guy, and certainly yeah. I'm not going to get into Matt Human's fast food uh, industry that he's really dominated at, at VEASAN here, and he does a wonderful job at yes, it. I just rate. like to add my two cents into it. Like, don't tell me, like, the Popeye's thing was not great. And I and I, and I I got to say, I, I was all for it. I was all for it. I thought Matt was wrong because I kept hearing how great it was. But no, I'm out. And, and you know how these things build, too, with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I mean, it's, it becomes, like, a big deal because the lines are out, the, like, just out the yeah, doors yeah. and all that be, stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like hype. mock drafts. It becomes like mock drafts. It becomes yeah. everybody says this is who you have to pick, so everybody says this is who you have to yeah. pick, right? It's groupthink. Is what it's it, groupthink. Yeah, I, I I will commend you the the Chick Fil A with the if you get with the pepper jack cheese and the, and the, you get the Chick Fil A sauce. Oh yeah, you're there. a fast food guy. I can yeah, see it. You're yeah, lighting yeah, up. It's yeah, like when yeah. we talk about too how you light we're, up. Well, yeah. we're, we're we're trying not to be a fast food guy. All right, we're trying. Okay, not, we're trying not to be. Uh, the, the Peloton ride yesterday was uh wasn't easy, <laughs> but but, yeah. but I digress. Uh, let's get to uh, what people want to hear, especially our, our audience out in Mass. And we see you guys. Shout out to Maryland, the great state out there. 
the interest with the Baltimore Ravens has been about Lamar Jackson, their quarterback, who right now is a free agent. They tagged him with a non-exclusive franchise tag earlier this offseason. And there's been a bunch of teams that have been talked about, uh, hey, this team would make sense for Lamar, whether it's the Atlanta Falcons or the Carolina Panthers or the Miami Dolphins. All these teams have come out and said, hey, we're not really interested. But there is one team that has not said anything and is picking near the top of the draft in need of a quarterback. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. And Michael, you wrote about this on vcent.com thinking that this could be the perfect marriage, Lamar in Indy. Well, what I said was, what I, well, the way I wrote it was, look, sometimes Occam Razor was developed by a, a, a 14th century monk, William, a, a friar named William. And basically the philosophy is if there are two, if there are two complex problems, the simplest solution is usually the best. And so the Colts complex problem is simply this. They have to find a quarterback. They're picking fourth. They could not get to one. I don't think they were ready to go to one. And they got outbid by the Carolina Panthers. So now they're sitting at one, at four, knowing that the Texans are going to. And who can predict Nick Cesario? I can't. I can tell you that. I know him well, but I can't predict him. Mm. I have no idea where he's going. And so, but he looks on paper that he needs to get a quarterback. And he needs to take whichever one the Panthers don't take, Stroud or Young. And so for me, now where does that leave the Colts? Taking a chance on Will Levis? I don't see that. I, I know that the worldwide leader loves Will Levis. That There's a lot of people in the league that aren't that way. Take a chance on Anthony Richardson? It's a huge chance. It's a huge gamble. It's got great upside, but it has tremendous risk. The risk-reward on Anthony Richardson is really, really too high for the fourth pick overall in the draft. So if you're Chris Ballard, where are you going to get your answer? You didn't go after Rodgers, probably right thing to do. You didn't go after Garoppolo. You're not on a trade market. The owner has come out and said very clearly, you're tired of retreads. So for me, the, the simple solution is because you do have a good team, because you do have cap room, because you play in a dome, like you could make this work on a three-year deal. And what I would say to me, one of the things the general manager must do, and Ernie Acorsi, who I was with in Cleveland, talked about this at length to me all the time. The general manager has to protect the franchise. He has to protect, that's that's his main job, mm -hmm. is to protect the franchise. And if you're Chris Ballard, you have to protect the franchise. What does that mean? That means you gotta get your butt on an airplane and fly to Miami and spend time with Shane Steichen and Lamar Jackson and Mama Jackson. And you gotta spend time and you gotta figure out if this could work before you just say it can't work. Right. You owe it to the franchise to do all the due diligence. And then when you collect the data and I'm not talking about just going down there for an hour and flying back, I'm not talking about going to get a Popeye sandwich and come back. <laughs> I'm talking about spending time three, four, you know, really get to know the kid, get to know the situation, understand what has transpired in Baltimore to cause this discontent and then come back to your owner and say, here's what we should do based on the evidence that we've collected one way or the other. That's, to me, protecting the franchise, and that's what you should do, and that's what Chris Ballard should do, because rarely does a quarterback who's won the MVP become available in the open market. Now, you could say, well, he's not very good, can't throw. Look, I don't understand the, the, the constant badgering of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's a good player. Mm -hmm. is he in a, should he get paid as much as Dak Prescott? Absolutely. Should he get paid more than Deshaun Watson? He's better. Yeah. Is he Patrick Mahomes? I'm not saying he's there. But there are things that he could do that are so unique. I know he's been hurt the last two seasons. But I think a lot of that is you could curtail that by what you run offensively. And you have Shane Steichen, this young coach who's never been a head coach before. I mean, you got to have some way to develop the quarterback. And where are you going for the solution if you don't do this? You're waiting for next year? Because if you wait for next year, there'll be another GM picking that player. I think that's a really fair point there for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and you mentioned how rarely does this ever happen that a young quarterback who's won an MVP available on the open market for teams to talk to. This is never the case because typically that guy gets locked up by their current franchise and then you never hear from them because they, that franchise never wants to move on from those guys. But this is a, a, an extenuating circumstance here with Baltimore and Lamar kind of breaking down in the, in the negotiations. What do you think would be required for Indianapolis? Like, let's say they go down there. They have a good meet. Lamar and Ballard, they meet. They say, hey, we like each other. We, like, let's make this thing happen. What's the next step then for Chris Ballard? Is it calling Eric DaCosta 
and, and, and the Baltimore Ravens and saying, all right, let's work together. What do you guys want in terms of compensation? Yeah, that, I think that's the call. You say, look, Eric, I'm going to give you the fourth pick overall. That's all I'm going to give you. Now, the Costa will tell him to go, you know, go to hell and hang up the phone. But the Costa knows that that might be the only deal he has out there. And he may have to take it. He'll call back. He will call back. And so I, I think that's what you have to do. You've got to, you know, you can get this for less than two ones. You could because they don't want to take the burden on. Look, everybody says next year it'll be easier. No, it won't be easier next year because this cap number is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Its cap number is going to go way up. It's going to make it very difficult for them. So to me, if I'm Ballard, that's what I would do. I would call and try to see if I can make a deal with the Ravens. I think the Ravens are at wit's end with this situation. I think they're saying, look, we offered them $144 million, and that was $133 million. That wasn't enough. We're never going to get an answer to this. So to me, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. You've got to do this to go forward. And I think that this is what Ballard has to do. Now, all I'm saying simply is this. Go collect the data. Protect the franchise. Mm-hmm. Protect the franchise. Because if you don't, where are you going? Any concern trading him in, in inside the conference if you're Baltimore? Well, I mean, if, if it's the fourth pick overall in the draft, I mean, I don't know how you can, you can't pick and choose. Nobody else is calling. Your phone's not ringing. Yeah. I'm sure they'd prefer to send him off to Atlanta or something like that. But I'm sure they, they would. If they're not interested. But here's the thing it. I want to say to you before we go to break. What would the odds be, and answer me when we come back, if they sign Lamar? Ooh, we will talk about that on the other side. Also, our guest Tim Murray to talk some college hoops here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Wintering the final rounds of the tournament. The baseball season is days away, and the Masters is just around the corner. Some might say Amen Corner. Now's the perfect time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber for a special intro offer of $19. Get full access to our exclusive betting splits and picks from all our hosts, analysts, and guests on VSIN.com. Plus, you'll get our MLB and Masters betting guides. Just $19 for your first 30 days. Go to VSIN.com for details on this special offer. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. Michael asked me a fantastic question about Lamar Jackson and if he were to go to Indianapolis Colts. We're going to table that for the next segment because we want to get back to the college hoops and our first guest on the program. You see him on VEASAN primetime Monday through Friday and you hear him on the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast. He is the one and only Tim Murray joining us here in his usual spot on a Saturday morning. Tim, hope all is well. Before we get to today's games, I want to talk about what we saw last night. Which was the more surprising upset, Miami over Houston, or was it San Diego State over Alabama? I think it was San Diego State over Alabama. And, you know, I had San Diego State plus the points, but I certainly didn't think that San Diego State would have the firepower to pull the outright upset. Um, you know, and I'll get to the Miami game here in just a moment. But, you know, you think about how the, the first weekend of the tournament unfolded and a handful of teams looked like they had issues, guys. Alabama wasn't one of them, right? They they cruised in their first round matchup, which is to be expected. But then they they really took care of business uh, without much, um, you know, bumps in the road against Maryland. And there was a belief that, hey, this team is well balanced. Uh, but, you know, the reason I ultimately was on San Diego State was the experience and the questions I had about, you know, your best players, a freshman, uh, you, you start a handful of freshmen. Uh, are they going to be able to, you know, weather the storm when you're playing a veteran team like San Diego State? And, you know, I give Brian Dutcher a ton of credit, guys. It looked like Alabama was going to take care of business, right? They're down five at half. They come out. They look terrific. Dutcher calls a timeout. And out of that timeout, San Diego State goes on a run and never looked back. So, uh, yeah, San Diego State to me was was pretty surprising. As for Miami, guys, you know, this is a team that I feel like, and look, I was, uh, you know, I believe that Houston would would get the win yesterday. You know, I, I threw them into a, a money line parlay, so that was a loser. Um, you know, Nigel Pack was absolutely tremendous. And I, I just, Miami has maybe taking their, you know, biggest shot. Um, not to say that Texas, you know, is not going to, you know, give them all they can handle, but you know, sometimes we see this guys where a team in the first round, like Miami, um, you know, is not playing well. 
uh, really should lose, but they find a way to win. Kind of like Florida Atlantic, who is also in the Elite Eight. They should have lost to Drake, but they didn't. They end the game on a 16-1 run, and since then they've been terrific. And, you know, they just – they were – they outclassed Houston yesterday. And, you know, here we are, first time ever that we have zero one seeds in the Elite Eight. You know, I mean, I, I think that's so true. I mean, I, I, I knew Miami was going to be well coached. I knew Miami yeah. would have a great plan, but – I think what I was disappointed in, in the handicap of Houston, I thought Houston defensively would have been better. I thought defense, I thought they would have had control of the game more. And Laranega just, to me, he is such a good coach that when the game starts, he has an effect on the game. Oh, hundred percent, Michael. And you know, it's funny because I was living in DC uh, when, you know, Jim Laranega was at George Mason and they made that magical run to the final four in 2006. And a lot of people thought, all right, he's going to Miami. He's just, you know, going to enjoy a little retirement gig. And that has not <laughs> been the case. The success that they have had is, is really been impressive. And, you know, they go out and, and, you know, they've got a lot of NIL money and they get Nigel pack and um, you know, they've got really, really good guard play and Norchad Omir, their big man, um, you know, prove that he's got, you know, the toughness to go against Houston. And to your point, Michael, I think I said it on my show. I said, I just think Houston's just a better version of Miami. And that was absolutely not the case. Um, it felt like Houston fell in love with the three uh, way too early in that game. And, you know, maybe they just felt the pressure of, you know, being the one seed and Miami hitting all their threes early on in that game. And it just continued. But, you know, to your point, watching that game, um, you know, they just kept getting open look after open look against the team that came into the game as as one of the best defensive teams in the country. So I, I agree with you. I think it was it was a bit disappointing to watch the performance defensively from Houston because really that has been their calling card for so many years. And, you know, Houston, a team that for the most part was was maybe the most consistent team in the country all season long. And now maybe you could take a step back and say, you know what? Maybe them playing in the American Athletic Conference really did kind of uh, loft them up a little, little too high and didn't have them battle-tested like so many of these other teams. Yeah, that's the discussion we had to start off the show. Miami shooting 50% from the field, 44% from three-point range. We're talking with Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime and also the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast. Make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast. Tim, let's talk about tonight's games, in particular the one that's at the Mecca, MSG. It's going to be the place <laughs> to be in New York. Florida Atlantic, the surprise of the tournament taken on Kansas State. Right now, the Wildcats, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 143-and-a-half. What do you like in this contest? Yeah, I'm going to take the Owls here, um, and I think this is a true coin toss game, you know, depending on where you look, whether it be uh, Bart Torvik, which is an analytical site. They have Kansas State as a, a one-point favorite. Ken Palm has FAU as a one-point favorite. You know, the thing that, that jumps out to me about this game is schem uh, the schematics. Uh, Kansas State, we all know about Marquise Noel now, right? He's on the back pages of of the of the of the New York uh, headlines. You know, the King of New York is what New, the New York Post called him. I mean, <laughs> they they were playing incredible. He sets an NCAA tournament record with 19 assists against Michigan State. And if you look back at that game, I mean, there, there's no denying how how incredible Marquise Noel was, the Bronx native. But Michigan State kept throwing double teams at him, right? And he was he was making them pay, finding the open man. And what Florida Atlantic does is they don't do that. They're going to force you up one on one to beat them. They're very guard uh, oriented. They're very deep too. Think about this, guys. Marquise Noel played 43 minutes. The only time he was out was when he rolled his ankle. And Keontae Johnson of Kansas State played 45 minutes. You look at Florida Atlantic. They go about four or five deep on their bench. The most minutes their best players played were 28. So I feel like Florida Atlantic might be a little bit of a fresher team. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see Dusty May and this team and how they try to slow down Marquise Noel so he doesn't, you know, facilitate like he did uh, against Michigan State and route to setting an NCAA tournament record. And then lastly for me on FAU, you know, this is a team, guys, that has really not shot well in this NCAA tournament based off of their numbers, you know, entering the NCAA tournament, this team was third 30th in the country in three point shooting percentage at 37% throughout the NCAA tournament guys, they're shooting under 30%, but they still fire them. 
86 threes attempted already in this NCAA tournament, 25 made. And I think at some point, kind of like we saw yesterday, guys, with the with the buckets falling and, you know, the overs going six and two in this uh, in this sweet 16 round. I think there's more comfort level with that new basketball. Um, and now the second game that Florida Atlantic will be playing at Madison Square Garden. So, look, if uh, if you give me points, I'm going to take them here in this matchup. So, you know, give me FAU, by the way, uh, bet and bet MGM just put out their uh, their early splits on this game. Eighty seven percent of the bets on Kansas State uh, in this spot. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they, they are the Cinder. I don't want to call them Cinderella, but they are magical in the sense that they you fall in love with the guard. I mean, look, Tom Izzo couldn't take him out of the game. I mean, they tried to double him and, and they played off, but then he still was able to make these incredible plays and 19 assists. I mean, he's fun to watch. I think people are betting him because he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Connecticut's 100%. fun to watch too. Connecticut's fun to watch too. I, I think Connecticut's dominant. I mean, I know Gonzaga played well. They got through UCLA, but to me, Connecticut had a bye against Arkansas. They never matched them. Gonzaga fought 15 rounds against UCLA. Did they have enough to get past Connecticut today, Tim? I don't think so. I haven't gotten to the window on this one yet, guys, but I, I, I have a hard time picturing in my head the route to victory for Gonzaga. And, you know, they're only a two and a half point favor, uh, underdog. So, look, this is pretty much a coin toss game. We've seen the market move with UConn opening a pick all the way out to two and a half pretty much across the board now. But the size that UConn has really, really makes me wonder how is Gonzaga going to win this game? I felt like in the first half against UCLA, Drew Timmy kept him in it. He willed them just to not get blown out in that first half. And ultimately UCLA ran out of gas just because they've dealt with so many injuries, guys. UConn, they go with Adama Sanogo. Okay, he's got he's he's a little tired. How about we bring in our seven two freshman Klingon and who just completely alters every shot at the rim? You know, Drew Timmy was was amazing against UCLA guys. But how does he not get burned out having to guard those bigs and then try to get his shots on the other side? So, look, UConn feels like they're hitting their stride at the right time. The advanced numbers have loved them all year, and now they're backing it up. Um, I, I just have a hard time envisioning in my head the route to victory here for the Zags. Tim, we got 10 seconds left. Who's your final four? Uh, FAU, UConn, Texas, and Creighton. There it is. He is Tim Murray. Check him out on VEASAN Primetime and the College Basketball Betting Podcast. Tim, hope all is well. Best of luck with the bets, buddy. We'll talk soon. Appreciate you. you Appreciate you, Tim. Awesome. We'll talk some more football on the other side. This is the Lombardi Live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering college basketball fans a chance to pocket extra cash winnings all season long. Just log into your BetMGM account to receive your college basketball parlay boost token. Then place a college basketball parlay with a minimum of four legs using the token. And if the parlay hits, you'll have your winnings boosted. New to BetMGM, download the app and sign up now to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Take your shot at making a big win even bigger. Place your four-leg parlay today and boost the excitement of college basketball like never before with a college basketball parlay boost token only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi hanging out in Tucson, Arizona. Do, doing a lot of good stuff on the road. Meeting with folks, chatting with people, spreading the knowledge. I had a great talk with Brian Billick. Was speaking at the clinic yesterday. He did a tremendous job. Mike Smith, the former head coach of the uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons, was mm-hmm. here with Brian. Uh, and then today we've got Zach Taylor, and uh, he's going to speak uh, on, uh, you know, he's coming in today to talk to the clinic. So Jet Fish does a great job on this clinic. And it's funny because in football done right, I, I write about the five coaches that basically every coach is from their tree. And all these guys, they were out at clinics and they taught football to people. And I think we've lost a little bit of that. You know, I think we've lost because of YouTube and because of all that. You don't need to leave your house. But the actual nuts and bolts and getting, you know, getting one-on-one counseling is kind of fun. So it was great to talk to a bunch of coaches yesterday from the Tucson, Phoenix area that came down. And and it was a great guest list. I mean, I listened to Brian Billick talk for an hour. It was tremendous. When you and Zach Taylor are breaking bread later on this afternoon, can you ask him uh, if he's going to trade Jonah Williams? <laughs> I'm not going to ask him that. I'm, I'm going to really be politely say, Zach, I think, you know, if you manage the game better, if you would really take game management into account in your play calling, I think you could be, become a really good coach. And, you know, it was funny. I was talking to one of the coaches on the Arizona staff yesterday, and I said, you know, you know, Zach works for not a lot of people would believe this, but the Bengals are one of the better organizations in football today because their owner is got patience. You know, he's not trying to run, you know, Zach Taylor in any other organization after his first two years would have been fired. Mm-hmm. Right. And and he survived that. And now, you know, and and I said this after the Super Bowl, had he been in, you know, Davis was was on. I mean, he would have been so mad at him for not putting Joe Mixon in the game on that short yardage play that it would have happened. But I think to me, I think what Zach Taylor lacks is a mentor like Bill Parcells to kind of teach him the game management element of the game and how three things have to align. You know, and, and I talk about this at all my presentations is it, it, during the Vietnam War, they developed this aircraft called the F-105. And it was developed because it could fly farthest, it could it carry heavy bombs, and it flew fast. But the problem was it didn't do all three things together. And, it, and the pilots that flew it call it the thud. Mm-hmm. And so football is like the F-105. You've got to do three things at the same time. You've got to be good with kicking game, good with defense, good with offense, and they've got to intersect all the time. And that alignment creates game management. It creates the ability to win games when you're not playing your best on one side of the ball. So I think that's one of the things I think which holds the Bengals back. I mean, now it's going to be interesting with with losing both safeties and Lou Amaromo really relies on those safeties. Von Bell and Jesse Bates aren't on the team this year. How he replaces them is going to be interesting. They drafted Hill last year. He'll be one of those guys, but who else? 
I think that's going to be the question we go into. Yeah, Bengals, the two-time defending AFC North champions. And also, by the way, their quarterback, Joe Burrow, eligible for an extension this offseason. We'll see if they can get that done. Uh, speaking of offseasons, quarterbacks needing to get paid. Lamar Jackson, he wants to get yeah, paid. Yeah, let's finish that. Yeah, We, we got to talk about Lamar Jackson because about 20 minutes ago, you asked me what would happen to the Indianapolis Colts odds if they were to acquire Lamar Jackson this offseason. Because right now at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the Colts are 100 to 1 to win the AFC, 200 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not an odds what are maker. They to win, what are they to win to win the South? To win the South, let me look this up here real quick. To win the AFC South, the Colts are 7 to 1. So yeah. but that's a little, that's actually shocking they're that low at 7 to 1. Well, I think probably because the Texans are only 8.5 to 1. Mm -hmm. You know, that's remarkable, right? Maybe that, you know, but I would have thought they would at least been 10 to 1. So my question back to you is, we know this, right? Mm -hmm. This is something I've learned working for five years for Visa, that if I ever went back in the league, which I'm never going to do, but I do think that Vinny and Chris Andrews and Thomas Gable, those guys power rank teams, they know it. And so when they put a number out, when they adjust the number based on a player, you should pay attention to it. Now, once they do it, don't pay attention anymore, right? Don't pay it because then the money's moving around. So that's just based on John Q. Public. But once he posts this number, if they sign Lamar, I think that would go down to a two to two. I think they would jump ahead of the Titans. They'd yep. be two to one, right? 100%. And I think their odds, he would move. My point here is he would move the needle. And if you're going to sign a player and pay him a lot of money, let him move the needle. And we've seen that all these signings in free agency, no one's moved the needle with the exception of Aaron Rodgers, who moved the needle before. And the book got ahead of it in case people were going to bet the Jets. So when you look at it in that landscape, it really becomes compelling. Why don't you do this? Yeah. No, it, it, well, it just goes to show you that not everybody – and, like, like, we're shuffling things around inside the house, but we're not really changing the house is it, kind right. of what it That's is. Right. It, it's exactly. like, like you can change the furniture, but the house is still going to be the house. Now you can move into another house, which is – Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets, which is still pending right now, but we all believe that that's what's going to happen later on this offseason, and that will actually move the odds. And and the, like you mentioned, the books, they're, they're definitely, they're very sharp with this stuff. They say, all right, we see that everybody is talking about Rodgers to the Jets. Let's go ahead and move those odds right now before this even happens because nobody wants to get caught with like the whole Brady situation where Tampa was out there at 60 to 1 and 40 to 1, and then right, all of a sudden right. he signs there, and it's like, oh, my God, like people have bet – big money on these long shot tickets knowing that Brady's going to go to Tampa then all of a sudden now they're 12 to 1 before the season starts so the, the right. books have definitely I mean, become more clever with this right so why do the books want to hire people that are in the news business that that report accurate information because they want to get ahead of the curve right mm -hmm. and so for me as an executive if there's a player that carries a point spread value to him then he should get paid. He's one of the guys you pay. So he would qualify for me in the non-replaceable player. A replaceable player doesn't move the needle. Now, he may help you win, but he doesn't move the needle. But if you're going to pay 45 or $50 million to a player, he better move the needle. Yeah, He better move the needle. And Lamar's going to move the needle for the Colts. He would move the needle tremendously for Atlanta. I think Atlanta would become the favorite in the North, in the South, in the NFC. Yep. Uh, and uh, look, I, I wouldn't be shocked if if the Colts went to, you know, what would challenge the Jags. I mean, the guy moved to me, he moves the needle. So if I were in a in the league, that would be look, it's the old saying, what do they know that we don't know? He moves the needle. Why aren't we interested in this? And if we don't sign anybody, it's really you like you said, we're just redecorating. We're not remodeling. Yeah, it's that 200 to one right now at BetMGM. If he were to go to the Colts, my guess is that 30 to 1 is what you see Indianapolis to win the Super Bowl, 25. Like they would be close to Jacksonville right there. You would see kind of a co favorite situation in that AFC South division because he is that great of a quarterback. I, I agree. He and he moves it. So if you're Chris Ballard, once again, protect the franchise, protect the future of the franchise. You know that. And, and I'm not saying they're going to bet that. This is not about betting. This is about the value of a player. Mm -hmm. And essentially, as a general manager, that's what you do. You set value on players. You pay players based on their value. You pay players based on their ability to help your team and move the needle. I used to walk into Al Davis's office, and I'd say, we should sign player Y. 
and he would say, how much better is player Y than the player we have? And I would say, you know, he is better. He said, I'm not interested in getting a little better. I'm interested in getting a lot better. And, and that's a very, very interesting statement to make because when he made that statement to me, I didn't agree with him. I always was looking for incremental value in terms of improvement. Mm -hmm. But when you flavor in, have to teach the player, have the guy has to learn, all of a sudden, you know, if you're just, if you're signing a 58 to replace a 57, you're really not doing much. What we need is a 63 grade wise. Mm -hmm. And that's to me where the Colts are. Yeah. And also when you factor that in, it's like that player who's a 58 might not even be a scheme fit. And, and it's like, you know, it's like all these things that if a 58 is not a scheme fit, maybe they play at a 54 or 55. And then now you're just kind of chasing your tail there. So yeah, I think it's uh, Lamar. He continues to be the most fascinating domino this offseason because we all believe that Rogers is going to the Jets. Lamar is the next thing that could actually move the needle and shake up the NFL landscape. We'll see if it happens or when it happens. Right now, we're just sitting in limbo as all of Maryland is. We see you, Masson. We're, we're hoping that this works out well for you guys. All right, we'll start our number two, talking the Titans and that AFC South next. Here on the Lombardi. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.